Hi, I'm Megan Hillica, a grieving mother turned grief coach. I now support, guide, and offer tools to navigate the unthinkable of child loss to other moms who also know this pain. I help you go from empty, lost, and broken to learning to carry your grief and live alongside it. If there's one thing I want you to see, it's hope. Hope that there's life after loss. Hope that there's so much more for you and encouragement that you're normal. All of this is possible along with never forgetting or moving on from your baby or child. I'm holding on to hope for you until you are ready to hold it yourself. Welcome to Grieving Moms Podcast. Hello, welcome to today's podcast. I'm your host, Megan Hillica, and I've been feeling pulled to talk more about things on this podcast that are related to motherhood in general, and not always so focused on the theme of grief. Um, A lot of what I talk about on here will still be relevant to that, but I want to see what happens if I allow myself to talk more about other topics as well as I have so many things that I can talk about and share and I feel like I'm excited to talk about a lot of things and I would just love to share on here. So today is the start of something a little bit different. We'll see how it goes, see what I decide to do. Um... I don't like to be held to anything I say of like what I say I'm going to do. So we'll see. But I'm going to share just a little bit differently. It's not so focused on grief. Um, Today I'm going to share about five things I've learned from living extremely minimal for two years. We are currently kind of in limbo between being so ready to be done living in the bus We've been living in it for two years. If you don't know our story, we converted a school bus into a motorhome and we've been traveling the country for two years. And so within that two years, we have stayed at a few places um, for a couple months at a time, but mostly we have had to move every one night or between one and five nights is the most. Sometimes we've had two weeks stays, sometimes one weeks, but those are pretty rare and then a few, like one or two couple months stays. Um, but we are in between that and waiting to close on a house that we're buying. And we are so ready to just be in a house for the time being and not having to move every one day to one week at a time. But before we moved into the bus, we got rid of everything. And I mean everything <laughs> when we moved into our bus. A lot of people were surprised that we didn't have a storage unit somewhere or they'd be like um you know like where's all your stuff where's your house like we don't have a house we sold everything we got rid of everything and quick funny story my mom is so funny because she has saved a lot of things for me like things that I got rid of so in my mind I got rid of them and now she's like oh I saved this for you do you want it (laughs) so there's some things that I am getting back um, because my mom saved them for me because she was like, yeah, right, you're going to want that soon. And she had, was just fine holding on to it for me. So that's just a funny side note about my mom and that I just I just love it about her. But um, we, when we're living in the bus, have had the very basic essentials um, because if you think about it, 
we have nine people living in 280 square feet and all of our stuff is in here too and so everything for each person adds up so fast there's just not the option to have tons of excess we just don't have the space we don't have the room and it's just something we have to deal with each of our kids have a drawer um, so this is an example of like the Ikea shelving racks. I don't remember what it's called, but all those baskets that are kind of like on an upright shelf and each kid has one drawer. This one drawer is for everything. T-shirts, pants, sweaters, shorts, underwear, socks, all of it. And actually my two little boys share a drawer because they share clothes. So it's really impossible to have lots of things. And even with what we do have, I sometimes feel like it's too much because the drawers are quite stuffed and if something doesn't have a place, it's quite annoying in a tiny space. Um, so sometimes I do feel like even with what we do have, we do have excess, we do have too much, like we could stand to get rid of more things. But I want to share five things that I've learned about living extremely minimal because it has felt extremely minimal for two years. So number one, we really don't need much to live a comfortable and amazing life. Like I know I get this because I often think I love buying things. I want to buy things and I always think buying something is going to make me happy or buying some thing and and it can and it does and having a beautiful space is um really amazing and I think it's a it's a good thing to have a space that you love to be in um but just buying things in excess is just we don't need it we do not need all these things um like we have pretty basic things and I like I said in some ways we still have access and it's been amazing to me how sometimes the simpler the things we have, the better. The less we have to take care of, the less things that break, the more time we get as a family, the more time we get to do things we love instead of taking care of our things. And I would say that we've managed with this little amount of things. It hasn't been a problem. Um, like we have all of our basic needs, all the basic things that we need and then some. And so I just think about what we have and compared to most people, like we probably have like one hundredth of what a normal family has, even a normal family that just has say two kids instead of, uh, seven living kids. And it's just, amazing to me how little we actually need um and how much we tend to have um and and how like it really is okay and you're going to be fine if you just have the basics um the second thing that I've learned is having a little makes you take care of what you have and you'll find it if you lose it <laughs> I've thought about this one a lot because all of our kids have one pair of shoes and one pair of boots and some have one pair of sandals, but our little girl had one pair of shoes for a long time. And the other thing with having one pair of shoes is if they're lost, you find them. We have spent 20 minutes looking for this one pair of shoes because she would take them all around and hide them in places that we couldn't find. But we would always find them because 
we take the time to find them. When it's her only pair, we have to. (laughs) And I know if she had other pairs of shoes or another pair of shoes, we would just pull out that other pair and maybe we wouldn't find that pair later. Maybe we would. Who knows? But this is just one small example that if you only have one of something, you take care of it and you make sure you find it if it's lost because it's your only one. Excess can lead to wasting or not caring about it and really not taking care of it. Maybe you, some of you are really good at that. Maybe some of you are good at taking care of something or taking care of a lot of things. I know for myself that I'm not. <laughs> so let's go to number three. <laughs> this one is kind of a funny one to me, but I'm not sure if I'm a maximalist or a minimalist after living in the bus. I kind of joke about this because living so extremely minimalist is also stressful for me. I love only having one pair of shoes, but I also dream of having a million things. (laughs) I dream of being able to buy huge packages from Costco of food and like having the place to store them, having being able to buy all this stuff and like buying in bulk and not having to run to the store all the time and just being able to make things from my cupboards because I have all the stuff, having all the stuff stored in my house. Um, I just dream of being able to buy a head of clothes for my kids, say for the next spring or summer, but I don't because I don't have the space for it, things like that. And sometimes I just want to buy things And I don't because we don't need it or have the space for it. And it could just be a me issue, but it can be kind of depressing at times. Like I just really want to spend some money and I can't. And obviously that's a good thing. I think it's a good thing for me to learn too, um, because I like to spend money and it's, it's a good thing for me to practice. Um, but yeah, I just, I, it's like this push and pull between, being okay with having very little and also like oh my gosh I would just love to have (laughs) tons of things and I know I don't actually want tons of things I don't want excess but when it's like the extreme of being extremely minimalist it's almost like I want to swing to the other side and just be like you know we've been living in 280 square feet but now I want to have a 10,000 square foot house because we want tons of space and tons of room and we want all the stuff like it just that's not what kind of house we're buying we're definitely going to be living um, a lot smaller than a lot of people in general and the way we're going to be living is different anyways um but I just sometimes dream of that because of how minimalist we've been living. Number four, let's talk about that. It's a good practice for all of us, for me and Justin and for our kids to get rid of things and go through our stuff often to see if we still want to hold on to it. Our kids have little baskets in their bed that's their stuff. If they want to put more things in their basket, they have to go through it and make room for it. And I do think that we get so attached to stuff. It's a good practice to be able to let go of things because things really don't matter. And attaching to them, in my opinion, really doesn't lead to anything good. But this can be hard. And 
I I get it for myself. It, it's, it can be hard to get rid of things. And I guess I appreciate with seven kids that they have a visual reminder of how much they can keep in their bins. I'm not sure how we're going to do this in the house because they will have more space. They might not just be restricted to their little bin in their bed. But it's a good reminder for me as well to constantly go through things, to constantly go through all the things I have, every drawer, every, you know, my clothes, my kids' clothes, pots, pans, all the stuff, even cupboards, to um, kind of see what do we have, what haven't we used in years, what haven't we used since we moved into the bus, do we actually need it? Um, because somehow things just get added to your things to your space and then suddenly you have all these things that you haven't used in years taking up space the last thing I want to share today is just this idea that I hope I can take forward these habits of not buying too much excess um, into our house even though we'll have space and room um, to buy more things like in some ways we have to buy everything right now. We, it's a little bit overwhelming of how much we will have to buy when we move into a house because we don't have, <laughs> we don't have beds. We have mattresses, but we don't have beds in the house. We don't have couches. We don't have a kitchen table. We don't have um, literally anything really that you would have in a house. All the furniture, all the things. We have all the basics that we can have in the bus and we will make do until we buy them. But it's just, you know, a lot of things we have to buy, even like skates for our kids and um, all the winter gear and all of that. Anyway, since we're living in Minnesota, but I do want to take this forward of not buying too much excess, especially with say kids clothes and basically anything. And we'll see if I can keep this going forward in some sense. I don't think I want to live as extremely minimal as I have in the past two years. But I also want to be mindful that every cupboard doesn't need to be stuffed full. Every space in the house doesn't need to be filled. Every empty space doesn't need to be filled. I know that there's this saying that like empty space is like a vacuum. It just can't help be, but be filled. But I want to practice like having empty space. It's actually a nice thing to have at times. And when my kids have less clothes, laundry is so much easier to keep up on. When we just have, say, for example, one bedding set for every bed plus an extra if we need it, then we don't have to store sheets and bedding anywhere. We don't have all this excess of, you know, tons of towels, um, maybe a few extras for if we have a guest or something, but we don't, we have a towel for each person. And that's kind of the way I really like it. I like having one towel for each person. And, you know, those towels get washed every few uses so that it's just so simple, so clear. Everyone knows what towel there is. That's just an example of things I want to take forward with us of like, no, I don't need 30 towels. I really don't. Um, I don't need all this, this extra stuff. I don't need 50 bedding sets. I just have one for each bed. Um, I'm trying to think of like other things. I just want to bring forward of keeping it simple, 
keeping it, you know, where every kid just has one pair of shoes and one pair of boots. Um, just the really basics because it just adds up. It just gets so cluttered. And the bigger our family is, it's harder to manage all this stuff. And it can already be overwhelming, you know, as it is, as we have nine people, two pairs of shoes per person is 18 pairs of shoes. So suddenly, you know, 10 pairs of or nine pairs of boots is a huge, it takes up a lot of space. So that's something I want to bring forward with me is just trying to have as minimal as possible in many areas, but also like I don't want to have to restrict myself of being able to buy things and and have more things in our life. But like what habits do I want to bring forward with me? And one thing that I've thought about a lot, this is an extra thing, I guess, is um, as we move into this house, I want to be super mindful of what we bring in. So what furniture, I don't want to just buy furniture for the sake of buying it. I want to love each piece that comes in. I want to enjoy it because we do have a unique situation where we're starting from scratch, basically. Um, and I just want to really enjoy our space. I want to make our space a place that I love to be. Um, and actually, I totally forgot my thought that I was going to share. <laughs> so that was, that was just a, a side tangent of a thought that I forgot. So I guess I didn't get the bonus a little bit of it, but there you have it. Five things and the little tiny bonus that I've learned from going extremely minimal for two years. As always, this is just the five things that came to my mind for this episode. And I'm sure there are many more things that I've learned. We are so excited and ready to be ending this time of extreme minimalism, but I'm grateful for the lessons that we've learned along the way and the experience that we got in our travels. But we are sure looking forward to a normal or more normal life, even though we don't have a normal life at all. I don't think in any sense of the word. Before I sign off, I wanted to let you know that I am looking for currently nine women who are experiencing anxiety on a daily basis or weekly basis, um, who are tired and sick of living with anxiety, um, moms that are exhausted, where anxiety is draining your life, where it's taking away from you, and you're just like, I'm so tired of this. Um, I'm looking to assist these moms in being anxiety free in just two sessions together. And because I'm looking for more testimonials and people to share their experience with it, with what I do and how I do it, I'm offering this at an extreme discount just for these nine women so that I can show to you that it does work and you can be anxiety free in just two sessions and it's quick and effective and it lasts, lasts and it's not painful. I know it sounds crazy. I can hardly believe myself when I say this. So I get it. I get that you're like two sessions. What are you talking about? Or how can you clear anxiety? That's something I just have to manage for the rest of my life. But what do you have to lose? You get to have a noticeable shift in your anxiety in just two sessions. Or I will not only completely refund you, but I'll also pay you what you paid me. So double your money back. So there's really nothing you have to lose from this and only a world without anxiety to gain. 
you can go to meganhelica.com slash be anxiety free to check it out. I had someone tell me that if I can deliver what I'm promising, I'm solving a $10,000 problem in just two sessions. And you better believe it when I say yes, I am promising that. And if it doesn't work for you, I didn't do my job properly. And again, I will double your money back. So again, go check it out. As soon as I get nine more women, the price will triple. So don't wait. Go do it right now. Again, meganhillica.com slash be anxiety free. Take care, my friends. See you next week. If you like this podcast and have found it helpful, I want to invite you to come check out Gravy Moms Haven. This is my monthly community for grieving moms where you can learn positive coping mechanisms, find a safe space with others who understand, and learn lifelong skills that support you as you learn how to carry this weight of grief in your life. There are group coaching calls where we do guided meditations, tapping meditations, breath work, and just talk, knowing that everyone in the group is also walking the path of child loss. You can come check out Gravy Moms Haven at www.gravymomshaven.com.